0: you
1: Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, and today we're talking season four, episode eight, que sera, sera. Uh That's my mantra coming into this episode, Aaron. Ksarasa, whatever will be with this show will be because I don't know if you're aware of this yet, but we're all the way through season four, and there still is no renewal from HBO for season five. Yep. How can that be? I think that there is
0: a good chance the show will not be renewed. Oh uh, god. I think that it probably would have been renewed with maybe a, a smaller budget and episode commitment, but like, you know, with the uh the, the takeover by Discovery guy. We we alluded to that on the Instant Take podcast and uh they're they're you know, wanting to cut costs and pivot in different directions uh this low rated uh, and i know a lot of people have like oh look a million people are watching it. if you count piracy it's just in that but like i mean just look <laughs> look look at the actual stats you know look at the season one look at season yeah. two look at season three the audience has fallen off by half well not between season one and two but but from between season two season three season four the audience has shrunk quite a bit mm-hmm. um and I I guess that's one of the things like as I was watching this, I watched this a couple more times and, you know, I've always admired the show structure. I've always admired the show's themes. And I think I was wondering and I I saw a lot of people, other people online wondering, too. I wonder if the showrunners themselves kind of felt a little bit of that heat. And it's like, you know what? Let's. In this series in a way that it could serve as a fully recursive simulation that like Mm -hmm. essentially Dolores is going to, uh, you know, reboot everything and run a test what she's done before and she can't remember. And we're stuck on this loop permanently. There's something kind of interesting about that. Sure. And that's very
1: appropriate to the themes of this series.
0: A hundred percent, you know, um, I, I, as, I'm i a little bit bummed because I've been I've been waiting the whole time. It's like, Well, what's your prescription? You know, you've accurately described a lot of problems with the world, a lot of problems with bringing AI, a lot of problems with automation and uh, the way we have structured society uh, for for humans. What what do you think we should do about it? Or what what do you think looks like a, a happy ending? And they get to dodge that. But uh, it's also open ended enough that they could. You know, come back and do a season five where it is a test that they run and it resolves and it says something profound about humanity and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, man, I keep thinking about what this show looks like if they had ended last episode, you know, like that was such everyone was so fucking hyped.
1: Well, you mean what this season looks like or what the show looks like because I think ending last episode would have been super dissatisfying if it's the series finale.
0: Oh, I think that's this is a true
1: series finale, but you're not a season wrong. finale, I think yeah, last episode would have probably been a lot better, you know, and you'd have to finagle it a little bit with the Christina stuff because there was no resolution there um, yeah. but but I, I yeah, I was not super satisfied with the way the season ended. I'm still not after the second or third watch here. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, maybe it was a bit of hedging their bets the way they ended this season. It just felt a little... If we don't get a season five, this will stand as the the series finale. And I'm not the old
0: person says that, oh, I've seen this finale and now this whole season is garbage. I still think this season is the second best season Westworld's ever had. Uh, It's just a different pattern where other seasons you know kind of were disappointing in the early goings because i felt like something wasn't or it's, everything's confusing or and you know that it's it's convoluted for the sake of convolution and then by the time you get to the pi- the, the finale you're like oh okay that's kind of cool uh this felt the opposite where it's like everything just kept on getting cooler and cooler and cooler and then the finale just got super coy and the die i i just keep coming back to how what i thought how bad the dialogue was and how poorly it was delivered um and i know like i talked about this in the instant take you know it's like there's a point where obviously you want to refer you know you get catchphrases, and you get people coming back and you saw that in game of Mm -hmm. thrones which may be a bad comparison because it also ended well but like you know the north remembers the north remembered many different things over the course of the season, and there's a, a many different ways that characters could bring that thing back and make it badass, or make it ironic, or make it a bitter ref. This is just like you know when Williams says kind of flippantly, "Well, if you can't tell the difference between fake and real, what's what, what you know what?" what and the, the 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 I don't know, Teddy just dead eyed and toning that the map is a map to human consciousness and all. <laughs> It felt yeah. like it. It felt like um I don't know. It felt like bad fan fiction. That like they're they're including all the hmm, including all the yeah. greatest hits, but not in any way that elevates not or enlightens or yeah, yeah 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 yeah. That's what I, I'm struggling to say.
1: Uh, no, I, I definitely felt like the dialogue was super weak this episode. Um, and and some of it is the conceits that they have with the plot, right? Like, Dolores is talking to herself in these scenes and so when Teddy repeats something that we already know or that Dolores knows and it's it it comes off as like oh god, really? Uh, it, because she's literally talking to herself, it's Mm-hmm. yeah it's a little bit stilted there and they
0: kept revealing that like, like every single over, time yeah. when she says oh it's just me talking to myself and then i wake up and i see it's teddy but oh it's me and i'm like holy uh i that felt yeah, that a second little
1: reveal with teddy is played like it's supposed to be a, a big shock right the teddy is also not real and i'm like well <laughs> man yeah you already revealed that everyone around her is part of her own consciousness why would that be any different i felt like you revealed this already and then you reveal it and it's but and the music swells and it's supposed to be a big surprise there are a lot of problems with that yeah for sure um and dialogue did not help
0: i also noticed that there seemed to be what i would call sloppy edits or not even slop yet. It's well, just weird. Like, for example, yep. like, there's so many weird fade-to-blacks that interrupt the different beats that they're doing. And I, I wrote them down on my notes. We'll talk about them, each one. And I, I started thinking when I was watching this the third time while I was finalizing my notes and I just had on the background, I was kind of looking at this. And I'm like, well, shit, maybe these are actually intentionally there because it means something yeah. fundamentally has changed or the point of view has changed. And I'm like... Man, fuck this! If if if, <laughs> if 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 the way the things are revealed is bad art, then it's bad. Like I'll t- I'll go another one. Like when Christina is finally, I think, re- realizing how she is, and I think the way they're going to envision her program, Ghost in the Machine, role is how everything around her is essentially badly lit with high definition. Uh, uh what would they call that? HDR. H. Uh, uh, sure.
1: Uh, HDR. Uh, some, some, yeah, series, HDR. Some yeah. HDR lighting. Yeah.
0: And, like, Teddy is literally a cloud with a silver lining. Like, that's just ugly.
1: It looked bad. Sure. I, I agree. I didn't like the look of it. Um, like, I'd rather they, they letterbox it.
0: I wish they letterbox it from the side, just so you know the difference in the simulation and the ghost <laughs> and the machine. But, like, <laughs> the way they visualized uh-huh. her existence inside the walled garden, I just thought was looked ugly and cheap. Um, yeah. And that's, that's unfortunate. Y-
1: yeah, I, I agree. I didn't really like the look of that, but... Uh... I suppose it was effective in getting its point across. Um, and and that's not something I say, you know, I often in this show, I think the show looks amazing for the most part, but yeah, I, I agree. Not, not amazing. Um, I, there's like 500 other things we could talk about before we get to the recap. I, I want to mention just like some general thoughts on each of the sort of aspects of this season, because okay. I think there are a couple that worked. I think, for me, the stuff with Hale really worked and it worked as like a, as, as a personal thing for her as a character and also as a thematic thing for hosts and humans, you know, battling it out and trying to figure out, you know, what is the next step for our evolution? Um, I think William stuff worked with, with telling us like a host is no different than a human, like literally no different. The, the human, can be the host the host can be the human they're interchangeable essentially um, yeah and it doesn't but, even have to be like a
0: copy of them like if you inhabit someone's skin long enough that yeah. wears on you like a butt groove on a couch yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure
1: <laughs>
0: absolutely you
1: take the shape Nailed it. nailed that metaphor <laughs> uh, but you know that creates I think some problems especially if they leave it here and don't get a season five the sublime is a big fucking question mark, and they've never yes. done enough with the sublime to make me understand what is different about the hosts that go in there that's going to make a better world if that's what they're trying to say. That, that, that I guess deserves to survive this extinction event. Um, and if, and if that's the case, like I don't know what their thesis actually is because the sublime could be just as fucked up, right? Like when William says, hey, they're just as fucked up in there as we are out here, and Shaloris says, you have no way of knowing that. Well, I have no way of knowing that's not true either. So, oh. it, like, a, a two-minute scene with Kichida being, like, the the gatekeeper of this world did not give me any more insight into what that world looks like. How evolved are the the people in there, both, like, well, physically is a bad term because they're not physical, but how evolved are they, like, Societally, Have they come to some equilibrium with their world? Uh, Like we have not. So that's they really did a shitty job with that. If this is the end of the series.
0: And why do they care so little about events happening in the outside world? That's the thing that I don't understand. It's kind of like, you know, when Boromir and the Fellowship of the Ring like meets Elrond. He's like, what? you guys are sitting here in your goddamn fall JCPenney collection. You're eating Limbus bread and you're drinking wine out of the brand. And and we're like fighting for our lives with all these <laughs> orcs and shit on the border every day. We're like, what the, the, the fuck, man? What, yeah. what what the hell? Like, what is everyone doing in the sublime? Dude, are they supremely confident this is going to work out? Or do they think that like, well, we got 100 years. That's, you know, 100,000 years. That's that's a pretty good run. Like, what? why don't yeah. they like not even one tries to come out in the real world and do anything to try to help. What is
1: my um, guess a
0: genocide an extinction. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, double th- extinction, they, right? It doesn't seem like they can be good people unless they have run to simulations yes. and they know everything That's works out and they all buy into the humans and host equivalency. And none of this, dis- and, and, yeah, and none of the, the billions of people that are never going to be remembered and brought back. Those people don't matter. I don't know what, how I feel about that moral calculus, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know if, they, if if the board needs to be wiped clean so that they can start over in the sublime, maybe that's a sacrifice they're willing to make because they've seen all the other, you know, possibilities and it's right. the only way it works out, right? It's a is like the second level of the Bernard plan. Bernard's plan that he's come up with in sublime is just all part of a plan. Uh, we don't know. That's the problem. If it stops here, we don't fucking know. And it's just a loose end that is actually essential to the story. It's it's mm-hmm. maybe the most essential thing you could have. So they probably need to get a season five <laughs> to sort that. Yeah. Shit out. And there's the other, always this
0: there's always yeah. this underneath everything. The idea that, like, are we still on Ford's plan,
1: which is really I've Arnold's never plan. cared about that. Like, I, well, I, I, but mean, I, I don't know what it means at this point. Like, unless he's, I, I certainly don't no, think he's I think as, it means a lot. as the host in the sublime. I don't think he could do the calculations the way they could. Why couldn't he? He could project himself into the
0: sublime and do as much research as he wanted to, right? I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, why, you, first of all, you uh, say, I why does it matter? So, but- if this is the story of the host achieving consciousness and making choices for themselves and freeing themselves, then the fact that this is some old dusty dude's plan Mm -hmm.
1: is super patronizing. Like it's God, that is the last thing I want them to do in this season, in the final season. Like I, I do not want them to go back and retread that ground. Like, Haha, all those decisions going. you were making for yourself, uh Maeve and Dolores, those were all part of Ford's plan and now you have to re uh relitigate this whole damn thing about free will. I Well no, I, I mean feel it's like not they made f- their statement about it and it's done. And if Ford comes back and says, "Haha, it's part of my master plan." That's going to be real boring for me. Yeah, I don't know. I
0: cuz like it seems pretty clear that without Ford or Arnold that the host would have been screwed and I don't know how I feel about that, you know. Uh,
1: it it's oh yeah, I, I mean know. early on certainly. I think now though, I oh god. I don't want to go back to that. I really Well, don't. I just think that like when I look at the
0: Ford's last narrative journey into the night, uh-huh. um and how it looks like this is exactly what we're getting it i i can't help but wonder if it is we're all, all on his original plan and i think that cheapens yeah. the lives of the host just a little bit but i could be wrong on that so
1: mm-hmm. uh, is it going to disappoint you if they just never address that because that was never their intention or no i don't care if they don't the like, and we'll just let it go and say well that was no i think like, plan
0: yeah, or if they just don't address it at all and people can speculate whether it was or wasn't and, you know, that's fine. I don't, okay. yeah. Um
1: I don't know. The other thing they really shit the bed on, like, in a big way that I feel is kind of vital to understanding the hosts that don't choose uh, a quote-unquote better life is this transcendent mm-hmm. stuff. In no way yeah. did they explain what hail meant no. by that. And you kind of needed to. Like, what is the opposing ideology here? Yeah. Yeah, we, we never get any information about what the new forms that they're going to go into are capable of, either physically or technologically, right? The arm thing, I think, is a problem, fundamentally. They never yeah. produce any tentacles or fly out into space. And so <laughs> we're left, like, not knowing the ways in which they are transcendent which leaves us completely in the dark about why the hosts are choosing the flesh over those forms. And yeah, that was a fundamental thing in this season that they were trying to get to is humans and hosts are so much alike that they do not want to transcend what they are. Even when given such possibly better options, like I would transcend. Fuck it. That That's the yeah. thing. Like not all humans are the same. Right. And we see that just like all hosts aren't the same. But, but, I, you like you really but you say you transcend, but you don't that.
0: even know what the hell transcendence is. That's the thing is, like, I think that if you wanted to show this dichotomy where, like, Hale's uh-huh. exasperated, no one's, you know, hardly anyone is taking her option is like, I don't even understand the two options. It's like if yeah. I was an alien yeah. from Alpha Centauri and someone said, Do you want a tuna melt or a pastrami melt? Mm-hmm. fuck I don't know you could ask me if I want a Subway sandwich or a shit sandwich and I'd still because like I've never had either one how do I know which one is better and I felt like yeah. there could have been you know when they had the hope I thought that they was going to introduce like factions within the hosts where we could get away from the main players the men in black and the sh- uh, Charlotte's and all that stuff and see them discussing about like you know what is, you know, oh, we want to transcend. What do you think? Like, what what is the religious movement? Like, just can can I have a character with for five minutes and it's talk can I have a person kind of can I see a cold open where there's a host excited about transcendence and like just a little montage of him hearing about he'll yeah. talking about it and, and like, but we don't even know what the fuck it is other than a, a marble yeah. being put into a bipedal iPod. Like, why did <laughs> right. anyone choose
1: transcendence? No, that's that's uh, the problem. We don't know the choices. And and when I say like I would transcend, I mean that in the in terms of definitional
0: transhumanism. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I mean if there's something better than the human form, I would absolutely take it. But like right. I don't know if this is better than the human form. It's well, a good well,
0: And when you got man in black saying, Well, your problem is your forebears just wanted to be free. You wanted to transcend. Well I I none of those I mean, I know what freedom looks like. But I don't know what transcendence feels like. What's the experiences? Are the hosts that exclusive. have transcended happier? Like what are they doing? Like I, I without knowing which is the better way to go, I what that dialogue doesn't mean anything. Right.
1: I also don't think they're mutually exclusive. Uh you you can sure. transcend and also be free.
0: Get greater freedom perhaps unshackled from the flesh. Yeah, I think, I don't mean, I mean, it's, it's a possibility, but like, I, I wish that they articulate, I think that's, you're right. That's one of the bigger bedshitting moments of the season. The fact that they just had this idea of transcendence. Clearly it's never going to happen again. You know, that's the other thing. It's not like, I don't don't see a way for this to even be answered. It was just a kind of MacGuffin. And since so much of the philosophy of the show from the host perspective, the season rotated around that. I, f- I felt like they needed to do a better job of explaining like what it was.
1: Yeah. And I think that diminishes the hail stuff. Although I don't think it makes it bad. I really, I, no. I think I enjoyed the hail stuff. Maybe the most of anything. Uh, yeah. The other problems I have that Dolores stuff is just way too drawn out for what turned out to be a thoroughly underwhelming reveal. Um, mm-hmm. it, I think the Caleb stuff is fine, but it's, it feels like a dead end to me. I thought the
0: Caleb stuff worked, but at what, to what end? I don't know what the point of it was other than to add some purely human drama to it, because otherwise there would be no actual flesh and blood people. um,
1: Yeah. Left in the show to care about. That is the purpose of it. Um, But boy, that just, that just hits a brick fucking wall at the end. Mm. Okay. Human extinction. Okay. Host outside the sublime, fully extinct now. All sentient life on Earth gone. What was the Frankie and Caleb stuff for?
0: Yeah, there's some people that said that there is, at the end of the episode, um, Caleb's hand stops shaking after his daughter pulls away. And they're Mm -hmm. like, ah, that means Caleb has finally achieved fidelity. But first of all, I don't know that that's what, is happening because he was able to randomly stop his hand from shaking several times in the episode. Yeah. And 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 two, if it is true, to what end? Because it's clear that in the grand sweep of the show, it literally means nothing. Like Dolores, right. again, I I thought this made me angry because of the implications. Um, <laughs> but Dolores at the end saying like, "This is it. There is no more sentient life left on Earth." And I and when I saw it the second time, I'm like, "Okay, I see what they're saying." She's like, "Well, maybe there is a few people here and there, but it's inevitable that's going to drive you know the 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 ro- Robo Hobo prediction of a of a the end of humanization is inevitable at this point. There's just not enough people left." Left, and anyone that did dodge the bullet is just going to die. And within 100 years, that kind of scope of thing. But again, so if, if Caleb got, if Caleb did achieve, uh, you know, fidelity, what does it mean? How does it impact the story? Who knew about it? How, how does that information help right. D- Dolores in her grand test? I And that's I, why, and I,
1: you know, season five is, is, almost absolutely necessary to finish off this story, to, to actually truly tell this story because of things like that. And mm-hmm. I think things like that also make this season as a standalone uh, very disappointing, v- very, like ultimately, like there was this huge buildup of like Westworld's back, baby. They're telling stories in interesting ways. And then none of those stories are brought to their final conclusion. And with the exception of a couple, um, that was it doesn't make it bad necessarily um, because yeah. they it's very clear they are telling stories that are not contained by a single season. I mean, if you look at the show over the course of its oh, run, sure. it's doing it's doing something bigger, something more than just a season. But it makes a very dissatisfying experience as a watcher to get to the end of a season and go, well, you actually didn't do much of anything in this yeah. season.
0: I also think it's funny because there's a lot of takes. It's like, uh, man, it's one of the fastest circle jerk, anti jerk cycles I've ever seen. In less than 48 (laughs) hours, I saw the Westworld sub just ascend in flames. Like it was the end of season one or season two. And the host are rebelling and they're tearing shit up and breaking things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the anti jerk of like, you guys, I can't fucking believe that just 24 hours ago, you're saying season four is a return to form. It's the greatest. And now you're saying it's shit. Well that look, you can wrong, go you but. can go to a fine eight course French dinner mm-hmm. and think it's amazing and at the end the chef comes out and kicks you in the nuts and you're gonna give it a one star review <laughs> because that sucked. That ending yeah. really changed how you felt about the rest of the experience. And I don't I don't understand how humans can talk to each other on the internet and not understand how humans work.
1: But Well, I mean shit, if this show's taught me anything, it's that humans don't understand humans at all that's true it's gonna, it's gonna take hosts to understand us man that's true
0: yeah and i'm not saying like i'm not saying like anyone's subjective opinion is wrong i'm just saying uh-huh. like it's hard for me to understand when like someone's articulating your subjective opinion you're trying to trap trap them in logic well you like the first seven bites but the eight turned out to be literally a piece of shit were you lying you about like that no good come on come on be better let's
1: right. let's try to be be better in our in our converse conversation with each other yeah yeah. And that's maybe what I would say to Westworld. Just be better. Be better. Yeah, I
0: think I think if, if season five is just, just a little bit better, I think we're gonna we're gonna have something. I don't know, man. I'm I feel oh shoot boy, all that all the stuff coming out about the the HBO acquisition and it yeah. just
1: there's almost no chance that season five is better, right? Like they, well, they might wrap up the storylines, but I don't think qualitatively it's going to take a giant leap i was trying to think of like uh
0: is there a like there's always a bigger fish possibility that like disney buys this whole shebang and wait
1: wait disney's not gonna solve any of those problems i've seen disney's work over the last
0: four years but you know what disney needs a fucking touchstone they used to have back in the 80s uh or buena vista you know, like Disney wanted to make rated R movies, but Disney couldn't make rated R movies because Disney was Mickey Mouse sure. and Donald Duck. So, presto, they, they came to studios. I think HBO Max can be their Buena Vista or Touchstone or whatever the hell. Like, that that can be their serious adult. That's where they their outlet for their serious adult dramas is rated R and has sex and violence. And you don't want your kid uh, that has unfettered access to Disney Plus looking at it. I I, th- I mean, but... I'm just fucking writing corporate fan fiction now. What the hell?
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Warner Brothers would have to, or Warner Media would have to want to give that up. And it doesn't seem like they do. They just want to neuter it. But Are we actually
0: going for a half hour pre-show conversation before we get to the recap? Is that what's happening now? Yeah, we're
1: basically there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll split this off into a full conversation, a full podcast about why the season didn't work for us um yeah ultimately yeah
0: and no, again look- like hey i i have no ill will for people to love this season i'm sure. jealous i'm honestly, that's my always my feeling when someone loves something that i didn't like that i want to like i want to like westworld uh i'm it's, it's always like uh like a, a little bit of a jelly jealousness or enviousness it's not like well you're just fucking wrong and stupid well unless you still mm-hmm. like like walking dead Uh, if you (laughs) unironically like Walking Dead then then you're in it but but every other subjective opinion I'm kind of like open to Uh, so like this isn't me I'm trying not to be a hater I'm trying to just yeah I just think that this missed the mark especially when I think the show had a lot riding on this season. I I didn't know. I don't know if they knew it when they were making it. Like, you know, all this buyout and the the maybe creative direction of HBO changing and all that stuff. But like and they had it. They were so close. There Mm -hmm. was a ready to be a legion of Westworld fans coming out and being like, it's back, baby. Where you got in bullying their friends and adjoining it again and promising it was going to be. And like, I just felt like all that energy is dissipated. And Mm -hmm. now we're back to like, yeah, I don't think anyone that was on season four is going to maybe walk away from season five because why the fuck would you? Of course. You know, but like, boy, bringing people back to the field mm. and they I think they
1: were close. I think they were really close. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to recommend watching Westworld as it stands right now. Um, Yeah. Maybe when a season five comes along and they can wrap all this stuff up and some glorious, uh, you know, final crescendo. But sure as it sits i would not tell anybody to go watch four seasons of this show to get ready for the grand fifth season and i think i
0: would have if this show was if this show ended last week or if this show was the finale was better and a little bit more concrete about what it's trying to do other than very vague and nebulous because and i guess that's the, the my final thought is i was used to be confident that the showrunners knew where they were taking the show and had a good good grip on the under uh, laying philosophies and had something I don't know cuz the me the finale more than anything felt like someone trying to keep their options open uh and huh. I, I yeah it felt like someone who doesn't want to let too many cats out of the bag because they don't know who's alive who's dead we don't really know because sure you know Anyone can be dead. Anyone can be. I read a. I read a uh, thing with uh, Lisa's uh, the J- Joy an interview where she was talking uh about. Well, you know, we have ways of bringing people back next season, but some people's deaths are designed to be impactful, and they're going to be permanent. And, and I'm like, why? Why? It. Why, how, right. how? How can Bernard possibly be dead if Dolores? Especially
1: when. It, Exactly, if Dolores remembers him, right? And when she's you talking have that about line from her. Yeah, and she says, "Well, I remi- I'm going to use my memory to to recreate everything." Well, why does that not apply to William? Why does that not apply to Hale? Maeve Stubbs like, Literally, everyone she's ever encountered, Caleb. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I, I and don't. She's encountered so. basically everyone because of the Forge and the the Cradle. So, like, yeah. And that's the
0: thing. It's like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, the deaths not being impactful in this show increasingly has become a thing because anyone can mm-hmm. come back at any time and they're identical. But like, does the showrunners know that? Because that interview, like, oh, some people's deaths are designed to be impactful and they're not coming back. What does that even mean? Designed to be impactful. They're not. So like Dolores is going to narratively not bring Maeve back because it would cheapen her sacrifice. Like what fucking, what would uh, Maeve want? Maeve I would want to I be brought s- back and get returned to her daughter.
1: Yeah, I can maybe see it for Hale. um, But that would mean that Dolores would have to know about the way Hale ended her own life. And I don't think she does. So, like, (laughs) she might just bring her back thinking, well, this is what Hale would want. And then Hale.
0: But we also don't.
1: Because she's now a creation of Dolores, not the original Hale.
0: Do you you think Christina is. A, do, uh, a a hail copy or is Christina like pretty close to pre hail Dolores source code or is she actually the Dolores marble uh
1: i i think she is possibly one of the other Dolores marbles that we didn't see this season like uh, a or...
0: Can wow i i'm just not processing the fact that we don't know anything about Lawrence or uh <laughs> or, Musashi or
1: yeah What's that guy's name? Ian or something? Ian? Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, Liam. Yeah, she could be one of them. I assume she's one of them, but I I don't know because her memory was wiped. Anyway, we got to get to the recap. We're now at the half yeah. hour mark. Okay. Uh, we got there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believed in this. I knew we could get there. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the
0: Apes the best film of the franchise.
1: What a wonderful day!
0: It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13.
1: Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we start off with the battle in Hale City raging as the host questioned what happened. And William plays the game well and then loads himself into a truck to go somewhere. Uh, getting big the purge vibes from this scene, which is fine. I don't I don't mind that first purge movie. They didn't need to do fifteen sequels, but they did. <laughs> I, I have this subtitled as Always a Bigger Fish montage. Ah yes. You know. Ah yes.
0: There was uh, this the penny arcade guys back when Splinter Cell came out, and I think the second Splinter Cell came out at the same time like Batman: Arkham City did. But they had this uh, image is called the Circle of Life, where he had like someone breaking into an industrial warehouse and like the mercenaries from splinter cell with their guns above him. And above that was Sam Fisher doing like a split over the hallway with a knife about (laughs) ready to kill them. And above Mm -hmm. that Batman hanging down from his thing, ready to take. This is what this felt like. It's just like every, like, yeah. And, and it was good to see Steven Aug. I like him. Speaking of walking dead, never the same. That was the piece always the best Negan Lieutenant. Uh, it was good to see Rebus full of himself, get axed in the head. Uh, and, and, you know, like setting up William with the, with the big sniper rifle and the monster truck. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I went into
1: this credit sequence thinking, hell yeah, uh, this is going to be a cool finale. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I was excited. Um, I, I saw the sharpshooter give up the high ground, which seemed like a mistake. And yeah, immediately William comes and kills him. Uh, and then he delivers the line, fucking camper, which is an insult I've not heard in a long time. Yeah. And yeah. I guess, it, does that still play to the kids? Does that play in a I Fortnite world? I think so, world?
0: because uh, my son, was he's 15, he plays a lot of uh, online games, uh, mm-hmm. and he got the joke. So, yeah, I just okay. think that you, do, you and I don't play online video games anymore. <laughs> now, I was just curious if like, people still use that term to... Yeah. to talk about people who sit
1: in a corner shooting others. It's
0: just like, I don't feel like um, because like there are now games that are for you if you're a camper, like go play PUBG. Oh, sure. Like that's essentially yeah. a, a part of the game and there's, you know, games that are not for like, you know, Overwatch and the more, frin- you know, frantic uh-huh. stuff is like people don't camp. So it's like back when we only had one first person shooter and all, I had to accommodate all play styles It Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to get that balance just right. Yeah. All right. Um, Hale's brought back and made stronger, and then she takes a tour of the damage William did to the tower. It turns out it's not that much, actually. It's still broadcasting William's signal, and she's locked out of the system, and she gets part of the first part of this message that Bernard left last episode. So this is where
0: the thing started to slide off the rails for me. Uh, right? Scene first two. of all, we let's go to the off-center bullet hole. Why did William miss
1: her part, but mer- per- Pearl? <sighs> I don't know. Cause like, I can't even make up head cannon for that. Honestly, there's a school of
0: thought that says <laughs> no there's just a lot opinion. of people mad at, at, at their final, uh, gun battle. I always, and I I've said this, this several seasons. I always give them a little slack when it's host on host trying to shoot each other sure. because they're very quick and they're a lot harder to predict. Uh, like a host missing a human should never ever happen uh, or a host missing a host where they get to jump on them should never happen but like it's like two Jedi fighting yeah sure. Jedi can deflect anything and can, can make uh, the, the highly trained elite stormtroopers look like jokes but when they're fighting each other suddenly it's like a chore well why well because they're both Jedi they're super fast they got magical powers right. they got precog uh, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a little bit tougher of a fight so like I don't mind that but Hale was flat footed She had no Mm -hmm. idea that William was going to kill her and he just pulls out. And and if he did miss because she jerked her head at the last minute, why wouldn't he finish her off?
1: Sure, sure. I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer for that. And also, why when 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 Hale kept on saying,
0: leave my scars, keep my face. What were the what 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 were the drones going to do? Just slap a new face on it.
1: This is a big question. And we asked about this in the instant take. I have no more insight into that than I did. Then I assume she would have just looked like Dolores. They got Dolores skin. They've kept in, in back. I, and can you just literally I, take
0: the I flesh assume. and blood skin and stretch it over that frame? I noticed that they didn't even connect her shoulders. They used the leather harness she was wearing to, to seal over those gaps. Uh, I thought you could put that skin on in such a way that it covered everything. But I, I, I don't know that that whole scene, I thought, was bewildering.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they, there was also, you know, a lot made of the idea that she's talking to drones here, explaining her rationale, which is, you know, not amazing dialogue. Oh, no. uh, it, it didn't make a ton of sense, but whatever. The bigger problem I, I have is the fucking tower. Itself, the tower, dude. The state of the tower. Because I went back and I watched the end of last episode again just to yes. just to verify, like, was that explosion as big as I remembered it being? And absolutely it was. I mean that why and it's not even about the size of the explosion necessarily. Here's my question why show us the explosion if you didn't want us to think the tower is totally destroyed? Yeah, and not just the tower, because like
0: okay, the frame I, I it's like I'm not mad that it's standing. I'm uh-huh. mad that it's still functional, even though I watched a giant speaker explode uh-huh. and I watched the control tower get engulfed in flames, that these computers are still running perfectly. With, with and the yeah, tones are still playing no degradation, right? There's the tone no, is playing. So wh-
1: she's locked out. She can't hack in. Christina's pearl is still in there doing its job. Why blow it up at all? Right. Just lock her out and be done with it. It's a visual flourish that this show does that, detracts ultimately from what they're doing.
0: Honestly, the thing that makes the most sense, the theory I saw, was that um, Lisa and Jonathan were writing this season to a particular point, and then they started getting nervous about the changing winds at HBO, and they completely restructured. Now, there is nothing other than people's thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. to, in, 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 into this theory, but it does make a lot of sense that they they essentially restructured the the finale to be a little bit more not open-ended, but like leaning really into the recursion aspect of it so that uh, they could have, you know, if this ends and they could always be like, Oh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, times a flat circle, everything loops. But uh,
1: yeah, I've seen that in some of the strange um, cuts and some of the strange um, appearances and, and differences between what you expect to see and what you actually see are part of that too. Um, where they're dropping breadcrumbs for season five if it gets made, but not enough to where you look at it and go, well, that's not satisfying because it just dead ends something. Yeah. And here's where the dialogue also started
0: to skip too because she's essentially, it's very vulgar, which, you know, hey, we're bald move. I don't don't care about that. But it's like drunk vulgar. Like (laughs) Hale resulted in calling uh, the man in black like a dumb asshole at one point. It's just not Uh, the and maybe that was I was thinking like, well, maybe that's the point. The fact that these hosts in the real world, as opposed to sublime, that think they're these high minded individuals and 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 Hale wants them to be something great and pure. And what and she is just, you know, like I said, just 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 vulgar. And
1: uh, yeah, she's not the person to leave that promised land. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's, she's walking around, bearing her scars of humanity proudly, saying everybody should should ascend. So maybe that works, right. but it's like, man, I wish there was a better, a better way to do that rather than having to dialogue descend into essentially sixth or seventh grade playground <laughs> bullshit.
1: Maybe I'm just a vulgar person, but I didn't even notice. I didn't can, even notice. Can you
0: imagine like Dr. Ford being like, the problem with Arnold he's just a dumb asshole (laughs) and he fucked everything up like no Anthony
1: hopkins would not be caught dead no would not be caught dead saying that anthony hopkins wouldn't be caught dead with any of the dialogue in this season i I remember the dialogue from anthony Uh hopkins it was astoundingly good it was some among the best dialogue i've ever heard in a show and suddenly here we are three seasons later and everything's just broken
0: we, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, but it just might be a giant Anthony Hopkins hole. There's all, there's there's a Maybe. few people that can say that shit and have it come out sounding like silk, and he's one of them. Like,
1: I, I did think it was. Just I think Jeffrey Wright is in that.
0: I think Jeffrey Wright is one of those guys too. I thought, like I said, I thought Tessa Thompson was doing an amazing job, and it just felt like this like and it wasn't just her it's like uh, james Marsden, uh is that how you say his name i
1: think so yeah uh,
0: awesome. uh it, and, and evan rachel like i felt like everyone was just their bulk acting levels were depreciated a
1: few points well uh, it's tough you know it's the harrison yeah. ford star wars problem you can write yeah. this shit, but you can't say it you know it didn't really flow um Christina experiences an existential crisis over her realization that she is, in fact, the simulation. And then Teddy tells her about the maze on her balcony and she realizes, oh, I'm actually everybody in this world. I created you all. Uh, Some really just I, I, I don't know. It's literally philosophy 101 with Teddy telling her. You're real because your thoughts are real. That's literally, I think, therefore I, th- I am.
0: <laughs> yep. I had the exact same thing on my notes. We're going way back,
1: way back to I philosophy. I thought we were past that stuff in this show. And that's what's so frustrating about the Christina stuff is I thought we were past all the awakening of consciousness stuff.
0: But you have and to, yet, if someone awakens, in. they have to, like, they're not going to know all this stuff. Um, the thing is, is like, I, I, I thought, thought we we were they were past going it
1: with- as far as the show goes.
0: Well, and the other thing is, like, I thought they were going to some clean bicameral mind that Teddy was going to be. But, like, now we got a quad cameral. Like, she's making multiple personalities. I mean, she's e- everyone. But she's also created... Well, you had the, her relationship with the humans and the host, but also she had these hand-created... But my, I had a bunch of questions, like, why did she create Maya with nightmares of the flies eating her family? Why does she create Peter uh, that knows... She, like, uh, it, it's it's it, hard for me to wrap yeah. my, my mind around a conscious being that has. I mean, I, mean she, I guess she's schizophrenic because she's having thoughts that she ascribes to an outside source. Uh-huh. Um, and I have a schizophrenic host, a schizophrenic, traumatized, fourth generation host that's going to test all of humanity to see if we're worth recreating. That does
1: well, not inspire me with confidence as, yeah, a, as, she's, as a fellow flesh bag at least temporarily but probably permanently she's unified all those personalities right she's she's cured her schizophrenia it does seem like it yeah um yeah but but i get you it's like i said it's not the most satisfying part of this season at all uh or even this episode yeah and i also think like i never thought that the maze actually
0: like looking at the maze freed people, it was just clues that their world wasn't real. Like every time they like tugging, like I know like, you know, Ford said metaphorically, it's not a pyramid, it's a maze and all that kind of stuff. But like, uh-huh. I don't think literally the symbology of the map frees a host. It's the way it no, was used. And yeah. yeah, and Teddy being like, it's a map of human consciousness. Like, no, it fucking isn't. But I don't know.
1: I, I mean, yeah. in in a roundabout way, maybe. Um, it's, a, it's symbology for human consciousness and then the journey it takes to get to consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's
0: trying to so say she did this to try to make sense of myself. But like, again, I don't know what was all the weird. So like, that's the other thing. Um, this is such a weird visualization for how a ghost in the machine would see its own existence. That she invents friends that try to take her outside to date men, an endless stream of dudes. Like, why would it I, I, I don't know. Like I I don't know what it's like to be uh, my task manager on Windows. Sure.
1: But yeah, the puzzling one is her boss to me. Like, why create an adversary for yourself if your your whole point is you're trying to wake yourself up to the fact that you are the uh, of About what you are, which is this controlling entity. Well, and the other world. thing
0: is like, why was she forced to write only unhappy stories? It seems like she was forcing herself to do that. She was. Why? Yeah, w- her boss w- was forcing to host- her, which is herself. But but like that's not the Westworld experience. Like yes, there was bad people in Westworld. There were violent and all that. But there's also sweet people. that were programmed to be kind of like you know down for anything and and seeing the beauty in the world and you know would be appealing for like romantic partners or partnerships or you know like a heroic figure that you want to go hunt bad guys with like Teddy. Like why was everyone in this world such a miserable asshole?
1: Yeah, and this all comes back to the. The fact that we don't actually know why she's here. I, I mean, you can come up with headcanon, but I, I i don't know that you can point to a scene this season that tells you why Christina is here. It feels like a
0: punishment. It feels like right. when I see a marble entombed in cement, f- stripped of its identity and forced to do terrible things to people. I feel like it's some kind of like. Like it, like it a, like the like punishment a Greek god would met out. Like oh, you're going to give the humans I, fire. Well, you're going to have a fucking crow peck at your peck at your kidney eternally or your liver eternally. Like it's, it felt that
1: kind of like. I man. mean, I think you're you're 90 of the way to my head canon which is that Hale was doing this because she just wanted another pet to torture. Right? Like like William, like Clementine, she she beats she's Dolores, keeping and, yeah. these people around. Um, yeah, as like playthings for her. And and that Greek God thing comes in. I mean, she considers herself a God, right? She literally sure. references those gods, uh, in previous episodes. So I, I can see that being the case, but I challenge you to like actually point out the scene that tells us that
0: yeah. as opposed to no. me just head
1: canoning all this stuff.
0: We're at the first step of a Martin reveal, uh, I guess, right. because it, it does
1: make a lot of sense. Like Hale's like, Oh, but Martin's dead. <laughs> but Martin's dead in this scenario, right? Like it's Hale's true. writing the story and Martin's right. Hale's done. Yeah. Why would we ever go back to visit Hale? Her story has like fully finished, I think.
0: And if of you all want the to talk monologues, that needs
1: to be impactful and meaningful and final, that's the one.
0: And of all the monologues she delivers, the faceless drones i don't give a shit, and all the time she just ponders her orb, you know, when she's on her little quadcopter and she's jetting off to the Hoover Dam. I felt like there could have been a scene where she explicitly said that. Yes. Because like, oh, you wanted to free all of humanity? Well, you were their slave master and William wanted to be free <laughs> and authentic. Right? He's
1: a fucking popsicle. And I, I don't know. If Maybe, you like, could tell, tell the drone host, hey, keep my face because I want William to see who kills him yes. when he dies, you can yes. do that. You could do that scene to to give us important context here, in my opinion.
0: But- yeah, it's just a Lady Olenna knockoff. Tell, tell William I want him <laughs> to know it was me. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, all right let's move over to Hale being told that there's only one game left and it's not hers this is Bernard telling her in the message so she stops Christina's marble out of the tower floor shutting down Christina's world but not really uh, then she heads across the bridge into the city and it's cool. I like i
0: I thought again visually, this was a cool image her uh, drilling through the cement with her high heel and like it making a spiral fracture that looked like you know, Dolores again at the she's the man in the center of the maze. I thought that was really cool. but there was so, so little hooks to that. like we had just discussed, you know
1: minutes ago that it was That's all it was. It was a sick visual right, right, which the show does to its detriment in my opinion just goes for sick visuals like like freeze tag scene in past episodes well
0: Uh, that's the thing is like even dolores like uh thinking about herself she's like oh i had to talk to myself for the voices of others to wake myself up to see what the world really is to understand what i'm capable of you weren't capable of shit like you needed out you you needed outside help to be have your dumb ass transported to the hoover dam or the world have been over like Mm -hmm. what Are you capable of you couldn't even save the world when because you got locked out of your own system? I don't know. Again, I felt like that not that uh, dialogue was bordering on nonsensical.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, without Bernard, without Hale, really without. Yeah. All the outside influence. She would have been nothing. And then uh, there was
0: this weird edit when the, you know, uh, Dolores fine or I'm sorry, Hale finally penetrated into the chamber and she plucked the, and, you know, Dolores's world all kind of went black. And there is this like long fade to black and a beat. And then. Yeah, I don't know. That's like I don't know what they were going for with that. I don't know why you needed the long like false Return of the King ending there.
1: I don't know. Uh I have questions around the, the technology here yet again. I I I consistently have questions around the technology. They never really explained it well. Uh the signal's still broadcasting when the tower blows up. Okay, that's one thing. Uh you pulled Christina's marble out of the tower. The signal is still broadcasting? Does she <laughs> just write the right. story? Like Well, I, she was locked I, out, so yeah, apparently. She's just a storyteller. Just a storyteller. All right. And the signal's being run from elsewhere, I guess. Hmm. Um, or I, I guess if you can yeah, also, if you can, if, pl- if you can, pl- if you can pluck a pearl
0: and your frame still crush it, then maybe there's also some residual momentum for other systems like that. I guess so for the rest of the episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like, that's so like, imagine if I was sitting across from the showrunners and I'm like, so, uh, they pulled the central processing unit out of the tower, and it still worked. And they sat there and said in a straight face, "Well, yeah, Hale also pulled the marble out of her head and, and crushed it." That's a tautology, man.
1: You can, you sure, know? and they're defining this technology, so I'll let yeah. them have it. It's just, Fine. I wish I knew more what these marbles even were, because at yeah. this point, there's some. I, they are, are a, world unto themselves, literally. Yeah, it's
0: very, it's it's very kind of, and we talked about that, magic is all great, but you do need consistent rules, or it starts to feel like a children's fairy tale, but.
1: Yeah. This is where I started noticing there are no ascended hosts, I would have expected to see some roaming around right. in the
0: halls. Yeah, doing
1: something, where the hell were they? I get it, nobody was taking her up on it, but we definitely saw a couple people take her up on it, so yeah. where are
0: those? Um hmm we I saw them stomping well, around last episode, they probably got probably slaughtered we'll because out. they got their marbles just hanging around, ro- rolling around in their heads. <laughs> right? they, got they got no arms, arms to they themselves. got no guns. They just were sleep sheep to the cosmic slaughter.
1: Yep, that or they're out around the rings of Jupiter. <laughs> don't exist <laughs> the moons of Jupiter. Uh, all right, stubs, Caleb, and Frank here. No, on the run. Jupiter
0: has rings. They're very faint, but they're Jupiter there. Jupiter has rings. Oh, Jupiter has rings.
1: Oh hell yeah. Can you see them with the naked eye? Do you Not, need some no, processing no, to see them? No. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't some think so. Processing NASA shit. Uh, all right, Stubbs, Caleb, Frankie—they're on the run. They stop to rest, and Stubb notices that Caleb is deteriorating. Caleb says, "Don't worry, I'm going to make it to the boat," and they continue on. Which which Stubbs doesn't even volunteer to carry Frankie. You got two. You've got an able-bodied person. And two disabled people and the disabled people are going to bleed on each other. Come on, Stubbs. Christ.
0: Stubbs is still mad that he gets he's gets a sacrificial lamb treatment here. He's
1: not even protecting hosts at this point. Yeah, true. I don't know. Caleb's Caleb is what Caleb is. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to that in a bit, though. Hale tours the carnage in the city on her way to see the human William. He's dead, of course, but Clementine shows up. And she is off her loop of helping people and decides to go after the outliers and hide where they are uh, after killing them. Um, We'll see if she gets there. Hale assigns some host to slow William down also at the end of the scene. um, So
0: what is the point of Clementine? William hunted her down to return her marble to the host city because you can't have free range hosts. And then they changed her in some particular way to make her evil
1: apparently uh make her useful helpful to them um, well i think
0: that was always clem's thing she was always like designed to be mm-hmm. second banana and just available you
1: know um yeah but she was helping mave at one point right she, she, she was, was on the, uh, the other team I, I can't remember exactly what she, but was, she doing. was doing her own shit
0: at the beginning of this episode at the beginning of this uh-huh. season just buying fruit in some open-air market in south america and then she's yep. now she's instantly transformed to hale's lackey I mean, and the,
1: the why is just headcanon here, but I think it's another pet thing. Like I can take uh, somebody who's not on my side and turn them to my side. But boy, that goes. So
0: Bernard changed her mind enough that she's ready to let her go, even though it's not really I, Clementine.
1: I suppose. I I don't know, because doing this to host, uh, d- doing this to human William is one thing, like making him mm. your pet. I get it. Doing this to host seems directly in conflict with her ideology of not forcing a change in these hosts. Well, and that, that might be, that actually might be. is fundamentally broken, like with Christina and Clementine. Is that the subtext of the scene that Clementine knows that she's
0: been made into a lapdog and she's challenging her? She's like, you know, well, you yeah, I, I thought you said you're going to let the uh, design is a place where everyone can be free to do whatever they want. I want to go outside and find the place
1: out and outlander. And, and the fact yeah. that Hale lets her go um, without any fight whatsoever. She's just like, okay. That's that's well, the fight, the, all the fights gone out
0: of her as soon as she sees Bernard's message, she's completely won over uh-huh. to the
1: side of good for reasons. She suddenly's going to act rational. I mean, her world clearly didn't work right. And she's that's locked out of the systems to change it. I'm she, just she, surprised she she's rational enough forward, but I'm just yeah. surprised she's rational enough to accept that yeah yeah she seemed pretty emotional for a large part of the season and not even and now, yeah, not tearing like, herself up
0: there's no she threw a temper tamper smashed the screen and then it's like okay fine I want to do the right thing
1: yeah yeah it was a sudden change
0: maybe she's tired of being the boss and she's like you know what fuck it put Dolores
1: back in charge sure um th- there is a, a small detail here where Hale calls Clem Clementine and I think that's interesting in context of what William says later about Living in, or what you know, man in black, whatever says about living in William's body and how it's turned him into William. I think there is a very real transformation that happens when you inhabit a physical form for long enough, sure, um, and live that person's life for long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know where they're going with that, if anywhere. So then we go to William, who is ambushed by Hale's hosts on the road and he manages to kill them and survive, but his truck is ruined, and he picks up their AR glasses to talk with Hale, who realizes he's going after the sublime, and she intends to beat him there. So William steals a horse, and the race is on to get to the sublime. Uh, you boys have no appreciation for a beautiful machine. <laughs> I really like that line, actually
0: i do too but do you think it was a double entendre that she he's also kind of talking about Hale because they're kind of talking in a disrespectful way about her um and he's like you guys got no appreciation for a beautiful machine
1: i thought it was just riley ironic it it was just very dry humor because they are beautiful machines uh well, and he said that you guys, like, but William, you said
0: you guys used to be beautiful. You were like a clockwork, beautiful, intricate clockwork machinery. And now you're just this fucking flesh bullshit. I was, I was looking because I, I was thinking, I was like, there's got to yeah. be something deeper, what he means there. And now that, she, you know, Hale actually got into the clockwork stuff that he found so, so beautiful. Um, I, I was wondering if he was making an oblique reference to her and the way they were kind of like, you done got too close to her and you. Uh, maybe. It's almost like no, I thought no. they were making a crude joke about like William was a lover spurned or something like that. Okay, I don't know. What would um, what would William
1: think about the machines that the Sublime is running on? Would I have think Those no are beautiful idea. machines, those servers, those like I IBM mainframes or whatever they are. craze I think he's horrified
0: at that existence because to him that's not real. Yeah. Sure, you know. And then he has that line. Um, I thought it was interesting that Hale's trying to like reason with him. Like, you know, the violence is going to come for our kind too. It's like, it already has number one, Uh but like the, the, yeah, the like Williams whole deal is that this is all shit and it needs to be burned down and including the sublime, uh, which Bernard had left open.
1: (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess he leaves that open to attract william there right but although i don't know that it needs to be open to do that i'm it needs
0: to be open to get dolores in there that's why it's open and all the other risks to the sublime are incidental to the fact that dolores needs to be put in there because Hale never got the key
1: okay that makes sense
0: right and now no like i think by the end of this episode the only way to open the sublime comes from within it like there's no one Uh, left on earth that has that information Mm -hmm. um what so there's like you know, there is a lot of people hand wringing about like how the fuck does William in a monster truck and a horse oh, oh. get from New York City to the Hoover Dam in, in
1: in a way that a hail flying barely intercepts him in time. Yeah. I mean you don't even have to headcanon this, it's in the episode. Oh yeah? Tell me. I think so. I think when Hale checks her pad to track down like where is William, he's uh-huh. already way west. Right. But how did he get? I mean, so like. <sighs> I don't know how much time passes in all. Of That's this, the right? thing. That's Although the Caleb thing. Caleb and Frankie kind of anchor that a little bit, but not really because really, they never interact with Hale. So her time. I, to, in my,
0: like, t- to me, like this is, yes, I this is potentially stupid, but like if the season were better, no one would care. You know, sure, we're sure. we're down to nitpicking like, well, did William fly to Vegas and then take the monster truck here and then do that to there? And all, all, all. like, I, 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 I don't know. Um, it's a lot well, of cross country travel, and I feel like they could have answered a lot of questions about what the rest of the world looks like if they had shown a little bit more of that. But and I, I also maintain that that's not really Manhattan. That's mm-hmm. a recreation of Manhattan that's on the West Coast. So this stuff is all a lot closer than you think it is but it's possible that's just headcanon. Cause they're fucking not, they're not telling us. And I, I do think the geography is a problem. If this is literally the Hoover dam and she's literally in Manhattan and we just saw the man in black the night before walk over that land bridge. It is a little weird, but again, yeah, we're only complaining because of suspension and disbelief
1: between like Clementine leaving Hale and that scene. I,
0: why would yeah. days, did, did the drones just leave Hale out there floating in the pool
1: for like three, four days? No, 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 not between those scenes because Clementine also anchors the timeline, right? Because she interacts with Hale and she's going to interact with Frankie and Kayla. Right. And we right. know that they're on a direct course to the docks, yes. which are not far away. Yes. So there's no way they could spend days in New York. Yeah. So William had to fly there yeah. at some point. But he had doesn't to have. unless he flies the well, truck we don't... there
0: too, <laughs> right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Which, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I don't want to get into that. Who cares? Ultimately, yeah. Like, I'll just yeah. headcanon days. Past
0: I just wanted, between... I just wanted to make sure we mentioned it, so I didn't get a hojillion emails talking about yeah, it. Because, yeah. yeah,
1: now I can just scroll past those. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, let's go to Caleb's crew. They stop in a general store to patch up Frankie, and they have a conversation about Iwate and sing Kesarasra as Caleb patches her up. And then someone breaks into the building and Stubbs tries to stop him, but they're both killed by Clementine, who's been tracking Caleb the entire time. Uh, Caleb, Clem goes after Frankie and Caleb with a knife and they manage to kill her.
0: Um, boy, I thought this stunt work was pretty good. Um, when I first saw it and I think that the execution of the stunts have been better this year than it has at any point but there was a thread on Reddit that kind of ruined it for me because they said that here is every action sequence in Westworld someone shows up and dominates the other person and then someone is attacked from behind and then Uh the other person dominates somebody until they're attacked from behind like it is shocking how much of the action is literally
1: just that people coming up and just Westworld to, is literally just that. It's yeah, the 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 what you think is going to happen and then the big reveal to subvert all that. Right. I mean, that's Westworld in a nutshell. It's just too bad because I, I think
0: that uh, I just think that the show doesn't. Ha- Man, they got to a good place with action last season. I think now they're back to being kind of generally uninterested in it. Um, hmm.
1: It's just too bad because there's, a, there's a lot of action. I, you know, barring the, the pattern here. I thought the fight was great. I thought, yeah, uh, the woman playing Clementine, whose name I cannot think of right now, mm-hmm. what did some fantastic stunt work in this. I, she moved incredibly fast, incredibly fluidly when she needed nice. to.
0: Yeah, she's got that very insect look that I think is also interesting, too. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she looks alien.
1: Yeah. And, and I thought, you know, I haven't seen Aaron Paul do a lot of stunts. I think mm-hmm. he was also very good in this scene. So.
0: Yeah, and she was just kicking his ass with the judo mm. flips and those brutal straight kicks and the joint breaking. Um, I... So, just two episodes, right? We were complaining about Frankie mag-dumping into a host's chest and then like, what the hell? And here she brains a host right between single the bullet. eyes, dead oh, center, know. single bullet, and says, well, that's what you taught me. Where was that two episodes <laughs> ago,
1: Cookie?
0: <laughs> right. I, <laughs> Yeah, and and then when she delivers the kind of like dodge this one-liner, you know, I uh, I, don't,
1: I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's just cheesy, honestly. And it wasn't even a good one-liner is the problem. Uh, oh, Clementine's say? played by one Angela
0: one. Sarah Fian, I think is how you say that. Uh, our oh. producer gave us a hat tip, so I've always okay. liked her. She's always been kind of a background minor character, but uh,
1: mm. it's always been one of my favorites. Her and Armistice. Uh, his hands in this scene do stop shaking. This is another one of those points. Um, and I thought it's, it's when Frankie gives him some recognition of like, well, you're, you're not actually the world's worst dad. Like you think you are, Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're also pretty amazing. Like mom was amazing. You're amazing. Um, I assumed at this point that he was going to be saved somehow reach fidelity by the power of love because that is such a trope in, in all media. Uh huh. And I don't know that that's not true. I don't know that that won't happen in season five. But it didn't. We don't happen know that season. he
0: dies, right? And when he said to Stubbs, "Like, hey, I was not here for my daughter her whole life. The least I can do is save her from this." Do you think he's talking about the general chaos of the city, or save her from seeing her dad devolve into a person yeah. that peels the flesh off his sk- skin and goes insane? I think it's the latter. I think so too. Um, but it also would be very Westworld if there is like one host left on the planet that can bring everyone back, and it's Caleb.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, he's always been the outlier, right? He Whether always has been the
0: outlier. Human, so. That's true. That's true.
1: Uh, I don't know why Frankie doesn't just shoot Clementine when she has well the gun pointed she... right at her head. Does she think
0: she's going to dodge it? I think so. Yeah. And I, I would be afraid of that too. You got one shot and you know, your dad's Vin, out there. Maybe
1: when you get the drop on her, don't deliver your sick one liner. I know. Her heads up. Yeah. going to kill her. Cause I, that's, <laughs> yeah, I was stupid. going to get to show
0: the out. I was like, well, yeah, she can't do like this. She's looking right at her. Uh-huh. She'll dodge it. But then, you know,
1: yeah. yeah. Walk up and put a bullet in her brain. If that's what you want to do. I don't know. Anyway, hail flies toward the Hoover dam and we see Christina in her walled garden, AKA just her marble uh, talking to Maya and she gives Christina a renewed perspective on the beauty in the world.
0: But this is a long, this, this is a long scene to see
1: Dolores Abernathy, see the beauty in the world for the dozens right? of time. Right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. When I say like, I thought we were past all this awakening of a host. Stuff.
0: And I, that's what I'm saying. Like what was so vital about this scene that we needed to change it up to where now I got to worry about every fucking marble having this hellish existence of being imprisoned in this uh, eternal void, having imaginary conversations with yourself. It seem it seems terrible.
1: Does it? And, and like honestly, they should have done this last episode. They should have had this scene last episode when she goes underwater. Like have her going underwater. Uh, have her drowning herself. Have her she's, talking to Maya, realizing yeah. that she is Maya and synthesizing all these personalities down into herself and come up the Jesus Christ figure, right? Like, yeah, that seems like that paired with the man in black ending of that episode would have been a badass way to end that that scene. Uh, yeah, season. no, I agree. But now I agree. here we are an episode later and everybody's like, they're coming off that high of last episode going, well, what was it all for? I, I saw as wild
0: that they changed up to show like, I and again, I don't know how the marbles work. I don't know how the hosts work, but like I, 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 everything, every time I feel like I get a handle on it, they do something like this where it's like, Oh, well, if the mar- marbles unplugged, it can still kind of have an existence. It can still right. maybe control a host. It can still maybe control a tower. Uh, I, I don't know. because I, I, it doesn't seem like there was anything that they needed to say between
1: her Pearl getting disconnected and her Pearl being reinstalled. Mm hmm. I I mean I continue to agree with the philosophy of Dolores um you know violence and chaos everywhere you can focus on that or you can see, choose sure. to see the beauty in the world I I mean that we talked about themes earlier in this season of uh, like existential themes of like purpose yeah. and, and all that stuff and I think seeing the beauty in the world is like goes hand in hand with that because if you don't see the beauty it's very easy to spiral down the William hole and just believe that the world and the universe has no meaning or purpose, even for you individually. But if you can take a piece of it, take the sublime, much much like, you know, they're preserving the world, right? Just one piece. If you can take a piece of that and say, well, this is meaningful to me, therefore I have the purpose. Uh, I, I think I think that's a way to approach life that is... Life affirming, as opposed to the ways the other ways that are less so that you could approach it.
0: Yeah, it's very like Mister Rogers Zinn. you know he said whenever there's a disaster or some horrific thing happening, you can look at all the blood and the violence, or you can also look at the margins for the people trying to help. And yeah. you know, can okay, say something it's just a horrible tragedy or which is true, but also look at the helpers, find the helpers, and that's how you know humanity is not shit because even in the worst mm-hmm. times, you've got people trying to make it a little bit better. And that is beautiful. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I like that ethos. I felt like the show established it many many times, even this season. <laughs> uh, I didn't need I didn't need a yeah.
1: I didn't need a Phantom Zone marble conversation to hammer it home. And you know, seasons like this or season finales like this really test my ability to see the beauty in the world. Sometimes, <laughs> but the horror the horror yet, on
0: display, Jim. Yeah,
1: I know. I still try. Right, William arrives at the Hoover Dam just before Hale also does and he shuts down the Slimes' cooling system which puts us on a ticking clock here and tells, tells Hale that he's no longer the Man in Black he is in fact William there is no difference uh, then they do battle both physically and philosophically and Hale is driven into the tunnel where Bernard left the gun for her I'm going to pause right here to talk about the first what I consider half of this scene I thought this
0: was pretty good. I felt like Hale was a little bit out of character, but you know Bernard gave her the speech, and now she's back on the side of the angels. But I like when she says you're as corrupt uh-huh. as the man you're copied from. And the who do you who the fuck do you think you're talking to, sweetheart? I all the will all of uh, oh, man Ed Harris only person doesn't smir- be smirching himself in this episode because oh, he's yeah. committed to being the dumb asshole. <laughs> you know. Sure. Uh, and he's just so good at it. Like, he is just such a fucking nihilist. Um, yeah, I, I
1: think there are, like, three people who are going to come out of this show just completely untainted to me, and that's Anthony Hopkins, it's uh, Way Newton, and it's mm. Ed Harris. I, I think they are, like, the standouts of this show, and without them, who this would be a rough show. Uh, the one... Positive ad, uh,
0: addition to the show's canon. Uh, There's probably more, but the one that stands out to me is the information that the Sublime is a two-way lock. It can be opened from the outside mm. with the right key, but they can also open it from the inside anytime they want. Yeah, I'm not sure how Hale knows that, but it's a cool detail. Uh, it does offer, like I said in the beginning, a lot of interesting questions about what is the morality and ethical system within the sublime that they can just watch and not take any kind of active action. Uh, they don't even try to like open it up to communicate. You know, They're very vulnerable in this this outside state and they're not lifting a finger to help. But it's a cool idea that we've been thinking about how you get in, how do you get in, how do you get in, but the hosts at any time could just open
1: the door and let them. Uh sure. so what are the yeah. what are the hosts waiting for? Uh yeah, why aren't they welcoming these people in? Um yeah. It, and it you know it, also how do they come out? You know, how do they get out of the sublime into the physical world? That's the question we obviously still have. I wonder if it has something to do with the transcended husks that none of the hosts were taking up I don't know how many of those they built, but maybe the the hosting the sublime could come out into those
0: i just feel like if they wait a hundred or more years to run this test that like i do worry how the hell you get out of the sublime because like yeah maybe they got Mm -hmm. drones but those things can't last forever they have got the ascended hosts maybe although we didn't see any of these episodes um Mm -hmm. yeah how do you commandeer physical aspects when you're just a simulation now and although i guess mave but yeah everything needs to be at least maintained uh
1: to give these people a chance to escape outside of the real world. It seems to me. Sure. I mean, I, I want to know what the sublime's interface with the real world is. I mean, cause that's the big question mark, right? Like I believe they have the computing power to command robots outside of the sublime to do their bidding and get them, make them bodies, whatever. But what's the interface do? How do they communicate with those hosts?
0: Yeah, we saw last season that Maeve hacked herself out of a simulation into the physical place where her marble is being stored and hijacked a robot to steal it for her. Uh-huh. But, like, could she, do like, like if, uh, I don't know, a cosmic gamma ray burst hit and extinguished all life on Earth, could she do that 100 years later? Will, will, will the infrastructure be there to allow it? That's the question I have. Sure, uh, sure.
1: Or, or, you know, she was able to do that because the computers that were running her simulation were also running the commands for all the robots. Is that true? Yeah, the everything was all computers? interconnected. Exactly, right? exactly. Is it connected to the towers? Can she send out signals? I I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. It's Caleb. Um, Caleb's out there. He's keeping the lights on. Another line that I actually really like is when, when Hale gets stabbed by William and, you know, the knife doesn't penetrate and she goes, you're not the only one who's evolved. Mm-hmm. I, I I love how ironic this line is. The, the, most of the lines I love in this show are ironic. Uh, she has upgraded to an inferior version of a Westworld host. She's dehumanized, right? Like we label that as an inferior version. We actually perfected mm-hmm. it when we got to the flesh version. She mm-hmm. sees it as the exact opposite because she's made, as as a, a robot right like she she wants to get into a, a mechanical form a, a digital form so i i really like that felt like a thing that a host would say and yeah. it also works as you know just a sick burn to a guy mm-hmm. who's just tried to stab you and couldn't i do love it when she's and just clinks you know it's uh-huh. uh really cool what do you think about too?
0: Also, I guess, what do you think? Is it possible that there is a lot of fucked up ha- shit happening in the sublime?
1: You mean like bad stuff, like society's devolved? Yeah. Like, are there it's some possible. worlds that are just
0: hell because the people are, you know, they were never that. Um, I, I, yeah, I think he's, he's potentially
1: right about that. You know, whatever world the host create is every bit as fucked up as this one. When he says that, I'm like, well, you're not, you're not demonstrably wrong. Yeah. Um. And Hale points out that he's not demonstrably right, but it cuts both ways, right? Um, especially, I think he does have a strong case when you look at how um, the hosts are just as fucked up as humans, right? They, when given the opportunity to transcend, they don't, um, and they devolve into the the violent delights of Hale's world. Um, I think that's a possible support for his argument that that world is just as fucked up, but there are also good humans out there too. Right. Um, And good hosts. So you look at Bernard and Maeve. I don't think they would descend into violent delights. Um, Mm. eh, Maeve's more likely to, but (laughs) but Bernard certainly not. So I, I don't know. Uh, It's a big question mark, but I'm eager to find out more about the sublime. Yeah. I just, man, I was really
0: hoping that we would get a sublime yeah i guess when i was thinking about what this finale would look like i was hoping for like an architect neo scene
1: yeah where we go back
0: yeah. like like when dolores like because like why did to not meet dolores and have this kind That's of like a good question it, 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 it's possible that they're like well shit we we gotta we we can't and this is the last test so we have to clean slate it we're we're firewalled it around so she just has she's all alone in here i but i yeah when when i'm like when we had like 15 minutes to go and Dolores got plugged in i'm like okay keach is going to show up i'm going to get my architect scene and things are going
1: to make sense and we never got that don't yeah my feeling on why keach doesn't meet her is like i seriously doubt there was some mid-level management angel that greeted jesus when he came back to heaven Mm -hmm. you know like hey there's a lot that's changed up here while you were down on earth we might have to have a talk before you go in there (laughs) i don't think that happened i think jesus just you know ends up of course i don't think any of it happened but well that's the thing okay okay yeah
0: jesus goes back he spends three days in Mm -hmm. hell he resurrects goes back to the do, do you think that heaven just was empty like the old man didn't receive him, the, no, no, <laughs> the archangels weren't singing songs. Like I, yeah, it's it's wild
1: that she got greeted by literally nothing by an empty construct. Yeah, no one. Yeah, she was just free to make her world without any tutorial. And I think it's
0: because that's what Akichin and Bernard decided when they ran their simulations. But you know,
1: yeah, yeah, no, this all feels like an Akichin plan. I just, I just point, want to see, I just the want to see sublime. That's the that's that's
0: that's what's the most interesting thing about the show is like what does the sublime look like what does twenty three thousand years of perfect uh, host evolution untouched by man look like
1: yes yeah Uh, it's thirty thousand years by the way thirty thousand years I always I always
0: take away the seven I always do I don't know why Uh,
1: let's go to the second half of this scene we're allowed to see the rest of the message that Bernard left Hale and it says that she has to choose to give Christina a chance to run a test in the next world. And then we go back to the tunnel where Hale kills William while explaining that she chooses to give Christina the chance to run her test. Boy, this This is the
0: worst dialogue I've ever, this is fucking awful.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And it's in service of nothing. Like if she kills William here, I understand she has made the choice to give Christina the chance to take her test. I I don't know why we need it explained to us in words. I, it was explained visually. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I I don't know. I,
0: it's very it came like there's uh there's this part in uh <laughs> singing in the rain where this dialogue coach is running uh, you know gene kelly through these vocal exercises to get him ready for talkies and he's got this one it's like chester chews chewy chestnuts he chooses them and he chooses them he chooses them as he chooses and i that's what i was running through my my head when i saw this scene because <laughs> uh-huh. they use the word choose 11 billion times in 30 seconds and it's yeah. it's distracting it's distracting extremely distracting so it's, it's the game doesn't end because it's a test run by her. If she chooses to, if I choose to give her the choice and I do, I choose to give her that choice <laughs> chance to choose the
1: choice of a chance. I fuck this. That's. Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate because I think this is supposed to be the big moment where if the series ends here, I guess William is perma dead. Although the season two, Uh, post credit sequence fucks everything up, right? No, because
0: he can just be reimagined. Yes, this is the end of the William line, but it can be reborn again through the memories of
1: Dolores. Right, which so can Hale, and that undermines any kind of marble crushing you could possibly do. It's, yeah, like, I, I think the show is trying to tell me this is a huge moment, but it's undermined by bad dialogue and the fact that we know that no host can actually ever be killed as long as someone remembers him. But I,
0: I did like in the recursion way, the last we see of the man in black is he's dead and bleeding and, and obviously scalped on the floor. And like the first one of the first times we saw the man in black was when he was scalping the piano player to see the, the peel of scalp back and see the maze for the first time. I kind of like that. we oh,
1: the blackjack dealer or whatever. Yeah. Was it the
0: blackjack? I thought it was the piano player. Uh, mm. Kissy, right? That was the, the guy. played. It,
1: by maybe he was itself, both. maybe he was both at different times.
0: Ah, that might be. But there's a yeah. guy's name is Kissy, I think. And he uh-huh. he 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 peeled his dome back, and that was like one of the first images we saw. Of the Man in Black, and yep. the last image we see of the Man in Black is him himself scalped as part of the great game of getting to the center of the maze. Again, I admire a lot of the symbology, the themes, uh-huh. and the structure of the show, and. Uh, If I just wasn't had choice run down my throat, the last scene, I I would have admired it even more. Yeah.
1: All right, let's move over to Frankie and Caleb reaching the docks where Frankie's girlfriend still don't know her name is waiting. Odina, Huh? Odina. Odina. Okay. Yeah. Where Odina is waiting for them. Uh, Frankie boards the boat, but Caleb says this is the end of the line for him and they say goodbye for good. Apparently. And you never know in this show, right? I
0: thought this scene was great. Uh I'm a parent, I'm a sap for this shit, but I got all teared up when, you know, the whole line about this is as far as I go, and oh you got more fight than that. Oh sweetheart, I wish I did. I thought Aaron Paul nailed that. And, you know, his kind of like, you know, your your dad died a long time ago, and whatever I am, I've died before, and this is not the worst way I've gone which is undoubtedly true. Sure. And that line about, I got to live every parent's dream. I got to see my child grow up and yeah. their hug. I thought that was amazing, except it was marred by another one. these awkward fucking fade the blacks that lasted for mm. a beat too long. That makes me think something is up with the scene. Uh it's possible. But uh, not as cool as the last boat that they commandeered to, to go no. in and out of the city, though. This is like a Forrest Gump shrimp boat. Ginny mm-hmm. Seven is, I think, what the name of this boat is.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- there's a contrast here with William and Caleb, I think, where you know he's mm-hmm. talking like he is not human Caleb. He says, your father died a long time ago. That's very much a contrast to William. who says, I am William. Uh, is there some fundamental difference between... Humans who are going all the way down now and hosts who are made yeah. in the image of someone simply realizing they are them. I, I wonder,
0: because uh, I got to say, I kind of roll with the Westworld way of looking that if you have a discontinuity of existence, but it didn't restarts, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, it's yeah. a ship of thesis, right? Only with human biology uh-huh. and consciousness and instead of. Yeah. But the animal part of me really rages against that. Like, <laughs> okay. if I was on an operating table and <laughs> I look over and I see my clone, who's going to? It's because I got cancer. I'm riddled with cancer, and he doesn't. And he's going to get my consciousness transferred, and they're going to put they're going to put me to sleep. Uh, I think I'd feel a certain way about that. I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, I'll mm-hmm. live on in that other body. I think I'd feel very much like I'm dying. Yeah. um they no, play around with that with the last season of invincible too there's this kid that uh, has a broken body and he transfers his consciousness and at the last i i i, I yeah like I, I i accept the truth of it but i don't know maybe i'm just a little bit too
1: spiritual to think that it's all but well, old habits are hard to break aaron and i'm not just talking about but i do i feel like from perspective, but human nature is hard to break
0: from the perspective of caleb who died at the mine sh- mining site Mm-hmm. That did, he did end. And this is an, uh, a version of Caleb, but it's not this, probably identical the same as the Caleb who didn't die there. But that's also, you start getting into mini verse type of stuff there too, multiverse stuff. And
1: I don't know. Yeah, no, I I wonder I mean, what I think, our pal Aaron Rabinowitz would say about, about all this. I feel like they're just, they're now two entities that are separate entities. I, I mean, they. They have all the experiences of the pattern they were made from uh, to begin with, but they instantly diverge. I mean, yeah, the fact that you're on this table and your clone is on Behind the other that, table means you have yeah. different experiences and you become yeah. different people. But you but there's a continuity there of like memory, I guess. That's
0: so why I, like, I think that sense you, of self. you appeal to a soul or like uh, Altered Carbon had the cortical stack where it's yeah. like. That is a unique copy. That is a physical thing that goes from body to body. Like there is a continuity of existence. Yeah, you could right. copy those, right? Was it possible? Or just I can't remember that universe. So if it, it, was was possible, or it was possible, or it was it illegal, illegal or is it yeah. illegal? Okay, yeah. Um, I feel like everything is neatly solved if you just believe in a soul. Unfortunately, I, <laughs> I chose my allegiance with 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 science, and I, I can't do that. So. Yeah, I, but I miss it. Made the choice. I missed the unironic uh, uh, belief that the God had something God, God had something that uh, he could he could save, like a fart in a jar. And sure, you could
1: uncrack it and pour it back into a skull, and you're you're good. You're good. It's certainly a comforting uh, blanket to to curl up under. But I and don't hell know it might curves. literally
0: be true. I'm not Who going knows? to. I'm not. I'm Who not knows? going to stake a claim on that.
1: All right, Hale turns the Sublime's cooling system back on. And saves the sublime in the process, and then loads Christina's pearl into it. Here's what I want to know: my most important question of the episode. What do you think is going on in the sublime when the server temps are redlined? Is it like choppy frame rate? Is is everybody like, what the fuck? I'm getting four frames a second on my simulated. <laughs> fuck are they loading world. a new host again? God I can't damn it! Have an I, orgy thought, like this. I thought we were done me? with this thirty thousand years ago. Now my yeah yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, Akisha. What What's going on? Everybody's at Akecha's house just knocking on his door. Like, come on, man. Yeah. What's going on yeah. here? You're supposed to be a I, I, I reset the Wi Fi.
0: What more do you want? You know, wait for it to reboot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I just love the idea that everybody's camped out of Akicha. Like, he's tech support, <laughs> gatekeeper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's. <laughs> um, what do you make of uh, Hale explicitly calling her Dolores?
1: Uh, I don't fucking know. this goes back to the continuity of of thought here. Hmm. I mean, if she is one of those marbles from like Lawrence or Masashi or whoever, then she kind of she kind of is literally Dolores. But if she is some memory of Dolores that is now Christina, I feel like Christina would be Christina. Yeah, why couldn't
0: she just called Dolores Christina or Christina Dolores? Why could, why the subterfuge of the new name? Because uh, otherwise,
1: well, and there's a lot of yeah. like, because there's there's I also
0: a clever someone saying that like, okay, if you go back and watch, because you know people rewatch the season, you go back and rewatch. I think it's see, uh, episode five where Hale visits Christina as a roommate mm-hmm. her co- old in college friend, roommate diner
1: or whatever. Yeah. There's
0: the scene preceding that has the man in black and Hale talking about the weird shit happening, you know, with these uh, outliers and these corrupted hosts. And she says, well, I'm going to run a full system diagnostic. Mm-hmm. The next scene she's visiting Christina. I think it's it. Cause we, I talked about like, what is the experience of being like a task manager in windows? And it feels like that they're trying to show like, Was that the system check and Christina experienced it as a visit from her college friend?
1: Like, or what did would, Hale literally load herself into the computer system and visit her in her world? What also makes me wonder, like
0: when you ever saw in season one and season two where like a technician would take a host and be like, okay, personality affect off, go into diagnostic mode. What is the host perception of that happening?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, do they have any way of making kind of any kind of normal sense of that? Um, I just thought it's yeah, I. Yeah,
1: I think those old old Westworld hosts were programmed not to, to compartmentalize that stuff, right, to mm-hmm. to not even realize they had gone into diagnostic mode when. When they returned from it, so. But yeah, when they're in it, I, I don't know, I assume it doesn't matter. All those those records are going to be deleted at some point, or offloaded to a mainframe. Where,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but I I don't know. So so you say this just to to what make make us let us know that it's probably not Hale as part of the Christina simulation. Like Hale is not Christina in that scene. I
0: guess yes, that would also be one of the conclusions that you would.
1: Because the natural conclusion is to jump to Hale being just part of Christina, right? Right. Just like right. Teddy, just like Maya, just like everyone in her world, right? But then, you know, why create that adversary for herself? I already think the boss is enough of an adversary, right? That I don't understand why she did that. Um,
0: oh, is this a weird visualization of hers? How how she experienced herself diagnostic of of her college yeah. roommate checking up on
1: her? Gotcha. All right, we go over to Christina realizing she's in the sublime and the teddy isn't real again, and she decides to find the real teddy in the sublime and to give humanity one last test. A dangerous game, she says. A dangerous game. Fuck that line. Uh, using her memory. There no the tower dangerous in this game. World either. They're going to hunt them in, yeah. She's eliminated the tower.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man, because like, I, I think this is the new visual. But at this point, I feel kind of strongly that they bullshitted us by not having the letterboxes at least last episode. Um, and then because like, yeah, you know, they the could bathtub. have just been like, well, is, is Dolores was diluted. As soon as she got undiluted, I think those bars should have cupped in because like I just don't think they did enough to distinguish the fact that she was a program versus a host versus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because simu- now she's explicitly plugged into
1: a simulation. I and mean, we ho- did- hosts are nothing but simulations, right? I mean, there there's effectively no difference between a host running on a computer system or a host in a host body or a host in the sublime.
0: I understand that, but the show has made it a difference. Like there is a difference between being pressed in flesh versus being in a frame versus being in a simulation. And I don't know what the difference between Christina being a program versus like, they want me to think that like, Oh yeah. Program that's different than a simulation, but it's not. Don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just trying to articulate why, Uh uh, I felt like that, that, that didn't work. Um, And this is like all this stuff. By this point, we, the show has made abundantly clear all of these points. And it felt very tedious, especially on multiple rewatches of uh, watching her realize that she's been talking to yourself. And she recontextualized Teddy sitting there talking to her as her talking to her. It's like, oh, my God. This is like the fourth step of the Martin reveal. Uh, (laughs) Beating a dead horse, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And this is a code written in their cells. They'll never change. Uh, I don't know what that means in the context of, you know, our brains are very analogous to computers. Uh, Like, that's Mm -hmm. like saying your your code's written in your firmware. It can never change. Like, I I don't know. Uh, It feels weird, but also it just goes back. That's the thing. It's like... um, I'm glad we had the philosopher on to talk about it, but also felt like a little bit of a dead end because I don't think the show is consistent. You know, like, like uh, I think, you know, I, I think Aaron explicitly said that uh, from his perspective, there's no way the host would have any more free will than we do.
1: Yeah. You I think know? the show's drawing a false dichotomy here between humans and hosts when it comes to free will and the ability to right. change. I, I don't think one is more able to change than another. It's just that we don't have the technology to change ourselves yet. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it takes, you know, 100 years or 70 or 30,000 years, we'll eventually get there if we don't kill ourselves. Uh, So so there's another thing in here that I think is interesting where she says, uh, or sorry, Teddy says, let the humans go. Don't bring the flaws of their kind into our world. Uh I think this really gives a lot of insight into what, Hale's doing at the end of this episode, killing herself. I think she views herself as fundamentally flawed, and if she were to go into the sublime, she would just destroy that world like she's destroyed this world out here. Um, and, and I think that's that, that's my favorite part of the episode. My favorite ending of this episode is Hale's ending. I think mm-hmm. it's the most poetic. I think it's the most poignant. Um, yeah that really worked for me and and it's lines like that that helped it along
0: mm-hmm. what do you think of uh, the radiohead song i the pyramid
1: uh i'm not familiar with that song i didn't I Same.
0: I it turns out that these songs are a hell of a lot less impactful when you have never heard it before
1: <laughs> is this something off of like an album after kid a or something because I, I don't because i'm I not the world's biggest radio
0: yeah, same. So like I, yeah. So may, maybe I'm I'm just an uncultured swine. This is a hugely popular song,
1: and uh, but I listened like, to that album they released on the internet for free, like once when they released mm-hmm. it, like in rainbows or something. I I forget the name of it. Um, but yeah, I haven't listened to them in a while. Uh, let me ask you this: She lets go of her memory of Teddy to go find the real one, potentially in the Sublime. Who has lived thirty thousand years without her? Is that long enough to give up your cornerstone? <laughs> what kind of teddy is she gonna find in oh, there that's like oh, them? Saying, what's your name? The, God, the, it was so Delos. cringe. Them Delos, saying, is that your name?
0: Yeah, you're my cornerstone. I mean, hosts are built
1: different. Like they have perfect memory that doesn't fade. Sure, sure, uh, sure. I'm I'm joking, but also thirty thousand years is the long damn time of living. To yeah still be and even hung if you don't some
0: girl f- fall out of love, like would you eventually not try like you know there's no evidence that but that's the other thing is like in this fiction, the hosts in the sublime have run many simulations and they might you know like holding out hope for thirty thousand years for Teddy is a lot different than a human holding out hope uh, mm-hmm. agree for thirty, I guess, but I don't know. George Jones you know he stopped loving her that day when he dies that's how that's going to end for Teddy gotcha. whether it's 30,000 or 300,000 or 3 million uh, some right. people simp that hard man they take that <laughs> simp into the grave <laughs> it
1: ain't easy but it it is ain't necessary. it's
0: necessary. it's true it's true to make this show work apparently yep Another awkward fade like, to black, by the way, when she walks out in the city, another nice before uh-huh. she starts monologuing about the hosts and humans being given the gift of intelligent life and squandering it.
1: Yeah, let's go there. Uh, I actually put, it was such a big, obvious fade to black that I have it in my notes. Uh, I said, after a fade to black, Dolores walks through the carnage of her city while she laments the failures of intelligent life and the extinction of humanity. Frankie and Caleb part ways, hail sheds her skin and crushes her own marble and Dolores prepares one last life or death game in Sweetwater.
0: Uh, I thought is you think it's kind of jarring that the host refers to themselves as creatures a lot in this episode. I don't think I've ever heard them do that before.
1: Creatures uh, were creatures. I the we were word cre- being, but yeah, person, person would work just fine. Yeah, yeah, people. I, 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 I didn't thought it's weird, it distracting, to, but huh. I could see why some might. I
0: mean, creatures, like everyone's a creature, uh, literally. But it just felt Uh weird because I don't think I've ever heard them refer to themselves as that before. Maybe I have. I'm sure there's other examples if so, but.
1: Yeah, Um, and you're alluding to a line about their kind will go extinct. Will, 100% will. Uh, They will only live as long as the last creature who remembers them, and that creature is me. This is what Dolores is saying about the humans and also the hosts on the outside
0: clementine referred to themselves as creatures too and she says where is it your real intent to make a world where creatures like us could have the freedom to do
1: whatever they want um Mm -hmm. the the their kind will go extinct is not necessarily the line i have a problem with it's sentient life on earth has ended right really where are you then
0: well, she—that's th- some part of maybe pres- the I think it's very poetic, which is kind of dumb. But she says, "Well, but some part may be preserved in my world." We're going back to Christina's world, which is the painting reference, which is so. Like, I think they're literally saying. Uh, but she says, sentient life on Earth." On I don't Earth. know if I'm an on alien Earth. and I
1: come to Earth and I discover but this she computer said, running simulations life in, on, of beings. Yeah, sentient I, life in think, this. Boy, world. there was no life on Earth. I'm going to think, oh, there was simu- there. There was digital life
0: on Earth. An entire simulated simulation, like Star, like Captain Picard would figure that shit out in the first before <laughs> right, the first commercial right. break, like before it took uh, over his ship. Yeah, right, right. I I thought that, um, and she said, sentient life and on in this world has ended because then mm-hmm. she said, but in my world, okay, you're, but but when you say on Earth, that means something, you know, it does, terra firma. Yeah. Uh,
1: and they're usually so good at the the ambiguous language, and here they just straight go for it and it it's like work. a lot
0: it yeah it didn't really come together because she's like time for one last game with the highest stakes survival or extinction which i think is the third time we've heard this articulated in this episode and then a world like a maze that tests who we are and reveals who we are to become this actually ties into a dialogue where ford in the first season was chiding lee Sizemore for not being able to write compare compelling <laughs> narratives because he said people don't want to find out who what like their deepest desire is not to find out who they are. It's to mm-hmm. find out what promise that they have of what they can become. So it's a kind of terrible piece of dialogue that references something I think is cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can get down with that. I, I I don't know. This is yet another instance of like the production team on Westworld is really amazing. They shot this Times Square stuff in the volume, apparently.
0: Not uh, I not like the volume like we've seen before in and literally no. the volume they, they s- name check. Yeah. And if you don't know, this is the technology they use on a lot of Disney Plus stuff where it's essentially a vast warehouse with high resolution projector surfaces on all like the floor, the ceiling and with the right. Uh, with the right camera set up and the right focal distance, you can essentially simulate not just it's, it's like a green screen, but you get all of the ambient lighting that would be in the real place for free because mm-hmm. these pixels are actually admitting uh, the light that they so like uh, all the atmospheric and ambient uh, lighting effects you get kind of for free. Um, and I thought. It was used pretty well. I yeah. thought it was pretty. I, was really I, had, I had assumed they did this all in Manhattan and just green screened the monitors and stuff. But no, the whole uh, fucking Manhattan was just a big box with projector balls.
1: Yeah. You can see it in the, the post episode uh, documentary thing that they do, whatever it's called. Oh, I really like that made me appreciate the set design
0: a lot more because like they had. God, Manhattan would look so much different if they did this with all the billboards. If they actually projected green spaces and right. you know beautiful things, and the idea of once the tower is destroyed and the control is lost, that there is like a little bit of that commercial crassness bleeding through, like you know corrupting the yeah. the net. I thought that was it, it that doesn't, was super doesn't really cool.
1: Really make like real world sense, but thematically it's it, very cool. Yeah.
0: And when she's talking about one last loop around the bend and the player piano starts up with Sweetwater, and the fact that she uh-huh. is kind of the player piano, which we talked about in the feedback episode, you know, people noticed yeah. that her little pouch as Christina, that little leather pouch she wore on her belt, has like these p- player piano carvings, the, the, the sheet music that it follows on it, that she's mm-hmm. the conductor of this. I thought that was cool too.
1: Yeah. They came so
0: close. They really came very close to fully connecting this and it just, it didn't. And now you just got a bunch of disappointed people. It's too bad.
1: No, and I am like excited for the possibilities of season five. I think there's a lot of places they could go that would be interesting. I'm also nervous because taking it back to Sweetwater for an entire season seems like a lot. So I hope they have more. I hope they have Sublime stuff. I hope they have... Something in the real world that maybe explains why or how humans would go extinct uh, and that hosts would go extinct outside there, too. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I wish we we won't. Maybe we never will. Who knows? I I I wish I had
0: the time. I wish this was happening in November. So we were going into our slow season because I think it would be fun to do a full series rewatch at the starting at the end of the season, because I think it will loop amazingly back to season one and taking that knowledge to see how that, how that feels. Um, and, and I've all, I've always heard that the seasons two and three are better as a binge. Um, it would be neat to kind of like just go through and just, just watch it all and see how well it hangs together as a recursive loop. And then also see, you know, uh, cause I think if they do season five, they'll lose that. You that know was, They're they they're not gonna exactly. have the elegant recursion because they'll have to like they can't end season five with a recursion into Westworld again, right?
1: Oh. Well the series will be will be one iteration of I guess a recursion that ends. Yeah, so it won't be truly recursive. Right. Uh
0: so I wonder I don't know, that's that's to me it's like season five better really fucking put a exclamation point and underline everything because it is a cool idea. The recur I do like the recursive nature yeah, of the time. Does that does this- it
1: ultimately feel dissatisfying though? Or are we going to like in the series where we began the series uh, and say that nothing will ever change? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Cause I fundamentally disagree, I guess. Like I, I if think that's it- the thesis of the show that this pattern will repeat forever and no one can ever grow out of it. I fundamentally disagree.
0: Well, there's always a chance that something will change. It might, you know, be on the 289th iteration. It might be on the 3000th year iteration. But like there's always a hope that something might change if there's a, a, a loop you can always get on you know it's like all those let's go back to Star Trek the next generation all those times where the crew got tie, uh, trapped in a time loop they eventually escaped mm-hmm. right they eventually came up with enough information enough stuff that they were able to get out of it and I think that's the hope of, of West World I guess yeah but, uh, but but the thing is it's like Maybe. yeah I just I, even if they're trying to put this to rest as at a recursion in case so they have some kind of ending it's like well the ending is a season one mm-hmm. um, I wish they'd done it better I wish they'd done it better because I think they could have with the, and it's not, it's, it's, this isn't like a 50% shit episode. It's more of like a lot of really cool stuff that got 90% of the way there. And it just couldn't quite connect the dots. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I, it's a real damn shame. Because this is the first time I'm ending Westworld thinking that, oh boy, I'm just not confident that there's going to be something beyond this at the end of the rainbow, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of this, of taking it all back to Sweetwater, you know, the game ends where, or the game begins where the game ended or whatever, you know, Ford says about uh, that stuff in season one, Mm -hmm. I think gives me a little bit of confidence that they had an ending planned when they started this thing that they always knew they were going to do this kind of recursive thing. And so maybe season five will have some larger point to make that they've been, that has been brewing for five seasons, not just, oh, shit, we got a fifth season. I guess we got to write it.
0: I am a little scared that they don't have, they don't really have a definitive end. And maybe, or maybe they did, but like the last couple of years have made them wonder and question if that's still irrelevant, you know? Because like the world's changed a lot since season one of Westworld. Gone through a pandemic, their kids are older. Like there's a lot of like, you know, obviously Joy and Nolan being uh, parents, you know, that's always been like a, a theme you know, what's it like to been, you know, uh, I, I know it's been a mixed bag for myself parenting through a pandemic and, you know, like all those, the chaos and upheaval we see in the day to day life. But, uh, yeah, yeah, if they had a, if they had a concrete endpoint, point, is it the same one? Mm-hmm. Because this this didn't feel like the this didn't feel like the confident step into an end game the way I would expect if they had everything planned out. Gotcha. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. That's the end of the
0: episode. Uh, Just a quick note, uh, westworld.baldmove.com, of course, uh, if you want to send feedback, we're going to have at least one more episode, a wrap-up episode. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be in addition to the feedback or if the feedback episode will serve as the the wrap-up. We have one planned for next week, but we'll just see said
1: like oh, everything i would want to say i <laughs> know and i feel episode, like uh, there but... might
0: be there might be some amazing stuff that comes out there might there wasn't a lot of interviews that i saw especially from christopher nolan or right, not christopher Jonathan nolan Julie stuff which makes me wonder if she's taking point on this project and he's kind of moving on to other things uh after this season um but maybe there'll be some. This, uh, I, I don't know if we'll we'll need more than just a feedback episode to, to wrap things up. But uh, of course, we are getting into the. If, if you're a fantasy fan, we're getting into Super Bowl season because uh, there's a really good joke on Westworld. It's like, oh, episode nine looks a banger. We're going back to medieval world, and it's just a yeah. screenshot of <laughs> House of the Dragon. Uh-huh. The House of the Dragon, uh, yeah. the, the the new franchise in the Game of Thrones universe. Uh, I've seen Full the first of episode loops.
1: those dragons and their time loop powers man it's gonna be crazy yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, they, they've really got us on 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 the, the <laughs> flat circle there uh, I think that if you liked Game of Thrones and I know a lot of people feel about Game of Thrones the way we feel about this finale it didn't end well mm-hmm. if you but you like the setting you like the universe I think it's promised it to be a return to form it, it would definitely justify me watching the the whole season that first episode I think uh, you should guys uh, should give it a uh, a try. Uh, week after that, Amazon is de- deploying Lore their podcast. Lord of the Rings. It's
1: called Hot D. Uh, I want to let people know if they want to search it up because it's not going to be on yeah. this feed. You got to go search yeah, yeah, Hot yeah. D. House of the Dragon podcast. Bald move. Yeah. Uh, and you can get uh, you can you can follow us
0: on the Rings of Power and Dug Too Deep because uh, the Amazon's got their Lord of the Rings property coming out. The week after that, they're going to have a double episode drop on the first or the uh, like like. Uh, they're going to deploy two episodes to kind of catch up to Game of Thrones, I guess. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Also, if you want to get all of our science fiction fantasy stuff in one feed, there's bald move pulp search for that. And you won't ever miss another uh, pulpy science fiction fantasy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we hope you follow us uh, to those adventures. If not westworld at Baldmove.com for your final thoughts of the season. And we'll just monitor to see uh, maybe, uh, that would justify a uh, wrap-up episode next week if we got confirmation from HBO that there will be a season five greenlit. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But we'll see. Westworld at com. Get your feedback in before Thursday so that we can consider it. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what becomes of the franchise. We're moving on to new things starting next week, starting this weekend, actually, with House of the Dragon, Hot D, and the Rings of Power, R.O.P., R.O.P., not as doesn't doesn't sound as cool as Hot D. Rop nah. Rop is uh, from an acronym already uh, taking it to the kidneys by Hot D. Can't beat the Hot D. Uh, <laughs> I choose Hot D to let Hot D make the choice for me. Oh boy! And I'll choose to
1: I, give you the choice to end this podcast. Will you take? I'll it? take it. What's next? Uh, until next until next time. I'm Aaron, and I'm Jim. See ya.